5. Psalm 5, if you would turn with me there, we continue in the book of Psalms. And I feel impressed throughout 2023 to go through at least the first 40, 41 chapters of Psalms. So I've got a four-year plan, roughly, by my calculations. I was expecting some groans when I said that. But um, no, I'm enjoying Psalms and really finding how much Psalms in the book of prayer, prayers, essentially, prayers to God and calls, calling out to the Lord, how important that is. And we find that here in the book of Psalms. In Psalm 5 specifically, thinking about this thought for but a few moments, when I wake up in the morning, when I wake up in the morning, I told you when we started our journey uh, a while ago now, at least coming on two months ago, I believe, in the beginning of Psalms, this series of messages was inspired by a dear lady that went to our church that I pastored at the time, and she, she was distraught when she came to the service, and she said, I don't have my song in the morning. I wake up, and I don't have my song. And she was spiritually and, and emotionally shaken because she didn't wake up with her song. And this psalm is a psalm of prayer to God in the morning. Song, a song of prayer to God in the morning. And one commentator said about this, he said that the reference to when, when this psalm talks about in the morning, it's emphasizing an earnest desire to call out to God before engaging in anything else. Now, I don't know about you, but my house in the morning, especially when I was working, it was a whirlwind. Especially when me and Shelby were both working. When we had Riley, when he was born... It was, he was born in 2020, so we, she didn't have to go into the office a lot during that period of time. But when we did, man, it felt like a tornado. And I mean, didn't get breakfast, didn't hardly got my clothes on, about hit each other in our cars going out the driveway, and I realized, get on the road, Lord, I haven't prayed. You ever had a morning like that? Hey, I've had a number of them. I'll be honest. But David says in this psalm, verse 1, he says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. An hour in the morning is worth two in the evening. While the dew is on the grass, let grace drop upon the soul. Let us give to God the mornings of our days and the morning of our lives. What we could grasp, preaching to myself this morning, what we could grasp by when I wake up, I'm going to grab a hold of you, Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm going to reach out and say, God, I'm starting my day and I'm asking for you to come and touch me. If you'll just bless me. It'll be a good day, won't it, Brother Sam? I wrote this down 
The greatest way to start your day is, a, is to call unto God and pray. The greatest way to start your day is to call unto God and pray. Ever heard, some remember the commercial, waking up with Folgers in your cup? Amen. You know, you wake up with the Lord, Lord, I'm going to have communion with you. You get throughout the day, and I tell you what, I, I'm good at praying before I go to bed. Because throughout the day, the stress and the pressure of the day, man, I'm feeling it. We were on this vacation, and I'm telling you, I just, we go on vacation to get away, right? The devil, he goes with, with you on vacation, especially if you let him. I'm like, I paid for this place, and you're on my shoulder. But throughout this week, just stress and anxiety and and. All, all this stuff, just, just mess, just junk the devil can bring up. I felt it this week. And it was just, and people ask, did you have a good week? Hey, we in the south, it don't matter you had a good week or not. I, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Had a good week. It was good. It was a blessing. It was good and restful. That's just how we are, and that's all right, and that's how it needs to, needs to stay. But, man, just the anxiety. And I'm like, Lord, I'm doing what you've called me to do. Not everybody get to live, gets to live out their life dream. I'm doing what you've called me to do. I'm blessed with good family. My children got a good report with Isla. I'm blessed. I'm, I got a lot, a lot of things going good for me. But the devil, man, he just, man, he's just on me. And I found in this week that my sleeping got messed up because I'm not sleeping in my own bed. I'm aggravated. I'm frustrated. I'm supposed to be getting away. But I was praying at night, Lord, just pouring my heart out to him. And I read back over this, ver this, this scripture that I was supposed to preach Wednesday, or last Sunday night. I went, well, I thought I was supposed to preach it. But I learned, Brother Sam, I needed this week to prepare me to receive this word, truly to receive this word for myself. Because I'm finding that we're not, hey, we don't need to be creatures of repetition. There's no sense in being creatures of repetition in a religious way. That I'm just, I've got to get up and I've got to say my prayers and I've got to do this and I've got to get up and commune with God. I'm not, I'm a creature with, of habit with so many things, but mornings, man, I, you, any day, it's you ask Shelby. I can get up and have five minutes to get ready some mornings, and I'm good. I can get up and have, not have to be anywhere for two hours, and I'm good. I'm good. But I'm learning, Brother Sam, I need to start leaning on God. Lord, take my morning. Take my morning. I'm going to give you the moment I wake up, I'm going to give you my morning. Remember when you were newly married? You wake up. Hey, honey. Hey, sweetie. Did you sleep good? Let's make the bed together. Let's, let's cook breakfast. Man, after a while, I mean, just, just that's how it is. Lord, I don't want to just be grumpy. I don't want to just be frustrated. I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to be unsatisfied. I think we can have peace and joy and find our song when we wake in the morning with a song in our heart praising God and saying, Lord, I want to commune with you. David, he here is, first he's asking for 
He's praying to God and he's asking for the audience of God. Give ear to my words. Oh, Lord, consider my meditation. We're going to pray through this psalm. Lord, I'm, I'm asking you this morning, I'm pleading to you, Lord, that you would hear me, that you would listen to what I have to say, and that you would consider my prayer because I'm a child of yours. And as we preach this morning, your son Jesus, he died on the cross and his blood was shed for me. I'm one of his children. I'm pleading his blood this morning that you would hear my prayer. Lord, I'm coming to you and I'm calling to you and I'm asking you, Lord, if you would, please just give me your audience. I want to stand before you this morning. I want to pray to you because I want to start my day the right way. Hey, you can't go wrong with it. You think, well, what, this ain't helping me learn any Bible doctrines or go, grow deeper in the Bible. Oh, yes. You commune with God in the mornings, man. You'll be learning stuff, all kinds of things about yourself, about your neighbor, about your friends, about your church, about your Bible. Commune with God. Prayer is one of, it's the spare tire. The fire, the fire extinguisher, it's back there, hanging on the, hanging back there. And it's probably not going to get out until somebody comes and checks it or until something lights on fire, unless my son opens the door up and pulls it out of there, which is possible. Is prayer not like the fire extinguisher? We just, we've been talking about that for a while, haven't we? Brother Ed, we, we've been clicking on that one. That spare tire. So true, though. Prayer. Lord, I'm coming to you this morning, and I'm asking you to consider my prayer. I want an audience with you. Then he goes on, and he says, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee I will pray. He says something, that verse, that really interests me. He says, Hearken unto the voice of my what? Cry. David wasn't just getting up when I was a kid. My mom would come pray with me before I went to bed. And Sam, this is how I prayed when I was a little boy. Lord, this is almost verbatim. Lord, thank you for my house and my parents and my dog, Moses. We called him Mo. Thank you for my dog, Mo. And thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me for all my sins, even the ones I've forgotten about. And I pray, God, that you would help me to be a better person. That's Josh's prayer about eight years old. And I did that, and I did that, and I did that. And the older I got, I started taking things out. Old Mo, he died. And my family's getting on my nerves. And things are not as going as good as they want to. And I'm just, Lord, here I am again. Thank you. Pray that you let me sleep good. Thank you. Amen. And it just become repetitious, though. Just praying the same way. Praying the same, th- same way. You know that the, I, I've questioned myself this past week. The, the medical definition of insanity is doing something the same way over and over and expecting the same or expecting different results. I Googled that this week. Lord, am I insane? I'm not even joking. I'm telling you, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even joking. Am I insane? But you know what? Repetition, it's just... Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. I'm waking up. I'm praying. If you're going to do that, you're better off just leaving it be. I'm crying unto you this morning, Lord. I'm pouring my very heart out to you. I want to give you everything that I have. I'm going to give you every moment of my day before I get up and I start uh, to get my coffee, before I start a meal, before I start on the road, I'm going to give you my day. You know why? We take for granted the walk to the bathroom. We take for granted the drive to work. We take for granted our family's travel. We take for granted the travel back home. 
man, I'm good at praying at night because I got all the stress of the world and I want to just get it off my shoulders and go on. But when I wake up in the morning, that's the time to sup with the Lord. God, I'm waking up. You've woken me up. You've allowed me to, to live yet another day. And if I only live another hour, I'd love to spend some time with you. So that second part of that verse, he asked for God's attention, but he asked for God's attention through his cries. And back in Psalm 4, verse 6, it says, There he made he bet there be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. You can throw that one in there. Lord, shine your light back down on me this morning. You know, morning and night's important. I mean, they're important. But that sunshine, that's the promise of a new day. That's the promise. Hey, it's time to get her done. Getting back to work. I got, got to go here. I got to go there. It's easy to get overwhelmed with all the things we got to go do. But man, if we could just look at that sunshine and say, Lord, thank you for another day. You know what? You let me sleep through the night. I'm alive this morning. Lord, my children are down the hall and they're running through the house at 6 o'clock in the morning. But thank you, Lord, for those children. And God, my spouse is staring me down like I just kicked her in the shin or kicked him in the shin. But thank you, Lord. I appreciate them. It's getting a little tense in here sometimes. It's a little rough. But, man, if we just start thinking, God, we'd have less things to complain about. If we just say, I'm going to wake up in the morning and these kids and that wife and that husband and that dog and that car and that truck. Man, if we would wake up and sup with the Lord. You getting where I'm going? I think we might have less. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. A, a pastor that's ministered to Shelby and my wife. So much. He tells his church often, they say a lot. They say, what a blessing about the good and the bad things. Me and Shelby have kind of picked that up, and we joke about it. We got point. I got walked to the car a couple weeks ago, and they, some of them tires was bare. What a blessing. Because I know what that's going to be. I talked to Brother Scotty the day after he'd had his procedure, and we was talking, and he said, I hope it doesn't cost you too much coming out of there, out of the tire shop. What a blessing. That's my thought. What a blessing. But you know what? Lord, thank you for a car. I've got one, and I've always had one, and it's not always been new. Sometimes it has been. Sometimes it ain't. But thank you, Lord. You know, if we can focus on, Lord, I'm crying out to you. I'm pouring my heart out to you. You might get something out of your, out of your prayer is what I'm saying. And when you start getting things out of your prayer, you have less things to complain about. And you start seeing things that used to be a burden as a blessing. Hey, it's 6 o'clock and kids are running around. I'm going to take 10 minutes and pray. Can you take the kids? You mind taking the kids for me for a moment? Or somebody starts texting. I'm telling you what, if we could turn Facebook time into prayer time, what? Woo! Man! That's the stuff that'll get you burned at the stake in this century. Lord, I'm crying out to you this morning. I'm pleading with you this morning. I'm asking for you to touch my family this morning. But our notion so, so many times is scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm guilty. I've, I've got it like anybody else. But man, we've got to mitigate it. If you start counting the time you spend, look at, look at whatever it is, whatever your morning thing is. If it's prayer, praise the Lord. But if it's not, find those things that attack your time. Try to replace that time with prayer. 
man, there we are. I'm not getting anything out of it. Well, I mean, it's like I was talking about grass seed the other day. You go sow grass seed, it doesn't grow in a day. Sometimes it takes a while for prayers to be answered. Sometimes it takes some time for things to kind of click back to a spot where you feel good with where things are going. But if you seek the audience and the attention of the Lord in the morning, I believe he'll give it to us if we come with a humble heart and we cry, Lord, I'm not just praying out of repetition. I'm crying out to you. You don't have to make it a big scene. I don't want somebody to call an ambulance because they think you're having an episode and need to haul you off. You don't have to do it for anybody but yourself. Help yourself. Some people pray loud. Some people pray low. Some people hack and scream and shout and sweat. Some people don't. That's okay. It's not about the, the practice or the process. It's about what's coming out. And you know what? When you pray to God sincerely, you're not praying from your mouth anyway. You're praying from your heart. That's, that's supping with the Lord. Hey, man, that's good stuff. Even if I did say that, that's good. Audience and attention with God. He'll give it to you if you seek it humbly and in a holy manner. So David makes a prayer, and then he goes on to verse 3. It says, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer. This is what we're talking about in the morning. I should have read this, I guess, but in the morning I will direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The leasing the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward the holy temple. Now, you get up and pray, and I believe God wants to, wants to hear our humble uh, uh, request for his audience. He wants to hear our uh, request for his attention. He wants to come to us. He wants to meet us and meet our prayers and meet our needs and touch us. But I think so many times we, as I said when I was a kid, I'd pray, Lord, forgive me of all my sins, even the ones I can't remember. I just try to throw a blanket on everything. Lord, make what we need to pray because what I'm getting at is when we pray, we need to seek that we get something out of it. And we can't get something out of it if I'm not trying to refine myself. We've, we've heard it said it's, it's just like precious metals. Uh, gold, when they dig gold, they find gold ore. It doesn't look like a gold bar. Now, I've never seen a real gold bar, naturally. That's just how it is for me. Uh, I've never seen a real gold bar. But uh, if you see any precious metals, pictures of them, I mean, they don't look, hey, they look like there's no imperfections. But it doesn't start that way. They have to refine it down. You have to get heated up and get the impurities out. If you want to get anything out of your prayer, you've got to say, Lord, I'm waking up this morning. I'm trying to sup with you. I'm calling on you. But, Lord, first, I need you to purify me. I can't expect to get anything out of my prayer if I'm not pure. I can't expect to get anything out of my individual relationship with God if I'm not seeking purity for Josh. Not for anybody else. We like to pray, well, help old Jeremy. He's back into this sin or that sin. Help old so-and-so because they're doing this or they're doing that. We like to pray those things about other people without looking at ourselves. Lord, refine me and purify me. Lord, not that I might be seen by the world, but I might come before you with righteousness. When I seek your audience and I seek your attention, I'm coming before you not as a worthy vessel, but, because, but I don't have anything between me and you. I'm coming to you and I'm calling out to you with purity and holiness in my life. We don't like that, though. I don't know what I've done. Well, I'll give you a prayer for that. Lord, help me 
be sensitive to your spirit to convict me of my wrong. When's the last time we prayed that? I'm guilty. It's been a minute. Lord, seek out in me what needs to be purified. In me. I can't get anything out of anything. Lord, seek me out. Show me my wrong. Because so many times we look at the world with rose-colored glasses, don't we? We just try to cover it up and I'm good and I'm going to look at it this way and I'm going to make it look better for me. And we overlook sin. I believe that so many Christians that can't get anything out of prayer, and I've been guilty of this myself, it's because they're trying to sprout, but they're covered up with so many, so much junk. They don't understand why, why it ain't happening, why it ain't happening. Look at the parable of the sower and the seed. That seed would grow, and the birds of the air would grab it. The seed would grow, and the thorns would grab it. The seed would grow, and the sun would get it. Lord, get the thorns out of the way. Get the, protect me from the birds, protect me from the sun. Lord, touch me, bless me. Fill me with your spirit this morning. Show me what, it needs to, it, what needs to be purified in my life. He proclaims first his dedication. He said, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. Now, this is important because, like I said, we don't want the spare tire God. We've talked about that. We don't need to, to make God the, the, the fire extinguisher. So he says, Lord, I'm going to have a spirit of dedication in my prayer. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning. Uh, if you ever worked anywhere where you deal with customers, you'll know that there's some that you just see all the time. I mean, I've got customers. I probably couldn't do it now uh, just after a couple of months. But I have customers. I could remember their account number when they walked through the door. That's old so-and-so, 813-678-309, whatever. There they come. I know them. That's old so-and-so, and he lives at this place, and I know that they, they've got three accounts, and they've got this, but he's hiding this one from his wife, so make sure you don't tell her. And so you just make sure that you take good care of Mr. So-and-so because he's been banking here since 1950 and one, and don't offend him because he's a little touchy if you ask for his ID. It was repetitious. I knew what to expect because he come to me and he had his requests. He had his needs. He had things that he wanted. He had expectations and he didn't want you to check his ID because I've been banking here since you was, before he was been born. If you're one of those people, I'm trying to get you convicted about it tonight. It's a scary world out there for a bank employee. He makes a proclamation of dedication. You know what that guy did for me, Brother Sam? His his faithful repetition to what he expected and what he wanted. If I'd seen him once a month, we'd had a bad experience every time because I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known what he wanted. But he was faithful. And when he came, he wanted the same thing. He never threw you a curveball. And he always just kind of, this is what I want. This is how I want it. This is how we're going to do it. David's saying, Lord, I'm coming to you not with a repetition of, I'm just going to come and pray some creed or some prayer that some dude wrote uh, 500 years ago. I'm coming, Lord, and I'm going to pour my heart out to you. And I'm not just going to come once a month. I'm coming every week. I'm coming every day. I'm coming every moment I have a free minute. I am repetitiously coming to you because I want to have an intimate, direct relationship with you. You can pray to God, I mean, anytime. You don't have to, now, hey, we need a prayer closet. I'll agree with that. 
But you don't have to get down on your knees and just to pray. I've prayed to God, counting money back. Lord, please let make sure I'm giving them back the right money. No, seriously. Lord, I'm coming to you. I've got 10 seconds, but just help me. Help me through this day. Lord, I'm coming to you, and I'm taking a quick break, but Lord, just help me. Lord, help my family at home. Help those that I love. Help, help sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so and those that are having surgery. And help. Hey, do that right inside of here. You don't even have to utter a word. You start convening with God, and you start intimately praying to God. You find that it's closer to that friendship, brother, brother relationship than you realize. My brother, I can, I, can talk, I can walk up to him and start a conversation from a week ago, and we'll just pick right up where we, where we left off. You know why? That's how we connect. My wife and I, we have that kind of relationship. It drives her crazy sometimes. But I just pick up where we left off, and you know what? We're close enough. We finally click, and we got it. We know what we're talking about. I don't want to feel like, here I am, Lord. It's been, man, 2022 flew by, didn't it? It's been a month. It's been a, it's been a week. It's been a year. It's been, I don't even remember the last time. I want to be so intimate with the Lord. Lord, it's me again. I talked to you this morning, but I'm coming back, and I'm crying out to you, Lord. Lord, it's been 10 minutes, but... I really don't like what it feels like when I'm not talking to you. Don't make it repetitious. Don't feel like you have to go through some big ceremony. It should be intimate and it should be reverent. But your prayer life, he'll hear you. If we call for his audience, if we call for his attention, if we cry for his attention, if we seek purity, he'll hear you. Because David, he's talking about his dedication. I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. We're not going to finish this, this whole thing, but that's all right. He's speaking to his dedication. And then next, he says, Oh, Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. He proclaims his dedication to his prayer, and he pray, proclaims the direction of his prayer. Saying, Lord, I know where you are. <laughs> I'm praising you from down here. You're on high. Remember when old David was down there in that, that valley? Man, I love that. That's good stuff. He was down in that Kidron Valley, and he looked back up to the holy hill, and he says, Lord, I know that you're set up on that holy hill. That's what he's talking about. Amen. He's looking back and saying, Lord, I know. I know the exalted position that you have. Like I said, our prayer, it should be respectful, and it should be reverent, because we're not just praying to old so-and-so. I ain't praying to Joel Osteen. I need some more amens on that. I ain't praying to nobody that, that, that blessed a snot rag and sent it to me through the mail. I am praying to the Lord, God Almighty, on high, exalted above all gods and all names. I'm praying to the creator of the universe. I'm praying to the man that, that, that allowed Sam Bedingfield to be created. I'm, I'm praying to the man that allowed Josh Boyd to be created. I'm praying to the man that sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to die and be the propitiation of my sins. 2,000 years ago, I'm praying to that kind of man. I'm not praying down the street. I'm not praying up the road. I'm praying up on high. Man, come on now. He proclaims his dedication to his prayer, and he proclaims his direction. I know where you're at, Lord. I know where do you find you. Like I said, we might make this place a convertible. 
pop the top off and let the countenance and the light of God shine right in on us. If that could make me closer to God, it'd still offend some people, wouldn't it? Well, this roof's been on here for all these this time. Hey, I can pray through a roof. I can step out front. I, I can find, I know the direction of the sky. You know why? Because our very bodies are created. I had a little spell of vertigo one time. I know I'm a little young for it. I do all kinds of weird things. I had a little vertigo spell. Man, I was mixed up all over the place. When you have that mess going on, you can't tell which way's up, literally. But man, when you can, there you are, Lord. The direction of my prayer, like I said, it's not going down the street. Not putting it in a, not putting it in a USPS letter that it may or may not get where it's going. Praying straight up. I know where you're at, Lord. I know where you are. That's the direction, David's prayer. And he says here, verse 4, we'll be done after verse 7. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure to, in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing the Lord, will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. I'm going to tell you what this morning, this is why it's important that we pray for purity in our prayer. David had the discernment to know that God's not going to hear foolishness and he's not going to hear unrighteousness before him. If I've got sin in my life and I'm expecting something to come out of my prayer other than repentance, I'm just beating a dead horse. You know why? David had the discernment. He says, "Thou, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with me. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. David's making his position. No, Lord, I'm standing on your side. Cleanse me, purify me. I'm going to stand on your side. I don't deserve to, but I get to. He was, discer he was discerning. He knew that it took purity in prayer. And finally, verse 7. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Once again, his dedication. I like what it says there in verse 7. And I believe this is what we can take away from this part of this message. He says, but as for me. Brother Sam, would you play something softly? I'm sorry to interrupt you right in there. I'm sorry. If you would stand with me for a moment. We've got a few things before we close out tonight. But verse 7, that just struck my heart right there. I, had, I didn't, didn't see that in my initial study. But he says, but as for me. I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward the holy temple. He's making a proclamation, Lord, I'm going to be dedicated to you. Forgive me of my sins, purify me, hear me. And Lord, help me that I don't get back into the rut I was just in. Keep me from the sin of this world. Help me to discern the sin.